Hi, I was really hitting the hot, hot the hi hat on the drum there this time. Are we on the air, Evan? We are on the air. Welcome into episode nineteen of Upon Further Review, the Dallas Morning News Sports Day podcast. I am Evan Grant. I am Barry Horn, and we have a treat for you. Kevin Sherrington is out injured. We that's have, not the treat. We no, no. Well, that's part <laughs> of the treat, and the other part of the treat is we have a backup uh, for him, and he is America's. He was America's backup quarterback. Uh, Evan said, get Brandon. I, I thought Brandon George, but he thought bigger. He thought Brandon Laufenberg. Babe Laufenberg, welcome. So I'm still the backup. I'm still waiting for the guy to get injured to have my moment in the sun. And it just happens to be Kevin Sherrington. Well, well Kevin's at the doctor, but that's not why you're here. But let me ask you this. Who, who, who's the greatest quarterback you backed up in, in your wow. life? Wow. Wow. I mean... One answer. Well, it's either it's it's either John Elway or Troy Aikman. I know that, but I want I'd like to see if if, if you'll commit. Where's Elway living now? He's living uh, in. He he's not with an earshot of this of this podcast. He's in Denver. Yes, and Troy. Where's, I think Troy's a subscriber. And where does where does Troy live? He's your neighbor in Highland Park. Oh, then I'm going to go Troy Aikman. That's a good answer, babe. <laughs> so so, babe, Evan endured. Evan, who has watched more Ranger baseball in August than almost any human being alive, endured the Cowboy game the other night in August. He has some questions for you. I did. I spent 25 minutes watching the game, and I, I don't know how you guys got through the rest of it. Um, well, you know what's amazing? And if you read uh, Mr. Horn's blog, what did Dewberry, a 17 or something? Or what was the final rating? I think it was a 16-something. It was. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. It's it's almost you know they I think people if you say this is the Dallas Cowboys and you just put up a test pattern people will watch. Can you imagine what the ratings would be if they just televised like scrimmage fights? Oh, they would be they would I think I think it would be twenty five. What do you think, babe? Those would have been big, and just imagine what the ratings would have been. Let's just I mean these days are gone, but let's say they played you know starters or recognizable people through through the end of the game. I think it would have been a twenty. 20-something. But, you know, r- remarkably, the rating at the end of the game wasn't that much worse than the ratings at the beginning of the game. No, I think at the end it was uh, it did a 15-4, if I'm not mistaken, if I if you were accurate in your Nielsen ratings there, Mr. Horn. It's clear that people wanted to see Mr. Babe and Bill <laughs> Jones. That's what they wanted. And, and don't forget, Dave Campo was on that broadcast as well. He yeah, we're all was. taking credit. Yeah. yeah, as Kennedy said, victory has a thousand fathers to feed as an orphan. But the the real the real highlight of the broadcast was the shot of Alcatraz, and then the fade in on Joseph Randall entering the game. <laughs> I, I, I I noticed that. I didn't want. To, I, I I thought that was. I didn't. I didn't even want to discuss that. Bill said he kind of bailed on that, and he, he no pun intended. What was your thought when that kind of aerial fed right into the game? Can I be honest with you? Yes. I didn't even notice that we went into Joseph Randall until I saw, I believe it was your tweet, actually. Oh, okay. Well, uh, later on. I'm, it was there. It was, it was yeah, I didn't. I, I swear, I got to go back and look. I saw the Alcatraz shot. I didn't even know what, they, they never tell us what shot is coming up. So I, I had no idea what they were in. I'm like, oh, well, there's Alcatraz. And I think I made a comment that that's, you know, they should hold training camp there or whatever. But I, I didn't even I see the Joseph, did. I didn't see the Joseph Randall shot. All right. Well, I'm hoping you. But yeah, that was. Yeah, I don't think it was planned. Let me just say that. I'm hoping you had much keener observations about the game. I here was the question I had for you. Speaking of Joseph Randall, I, I watched 
for one aspect in the few plays Joseph Randall was in the game. I've heard a lot about his troubles with pass blocking. And on the one blitz he had to pick up, I thought <laughs> he, he got had, a holding call. He got a holding call, and I think he basically tackled the uh, the blitzing <laughs> linebacker. He, do you have any thoughts on on what you saw from from the running backs as a whole on Sunday? No, they they just weren't in. They didn't play long enough. Um, you know, Joseph Randall had the one good run. You know, went left, kind of bottled up, went right, picked up six or seven yards. But obviously, there's not a not a great sample size for what any of them did. And the one thing, too, Evan, the, the big thing is, you know, Joseph Randall was, was very good on a limited basis, and I'm not saying he won't be good on an extended basis, but DeMarco was good on carry 5, carry 10, 15, 20, and 25 last year, and that's where, that's where it's going to really show up. Is he going to still run with the same vigor on carry 20 that he did on carry 5 last year? Because, uh, you know, he didn't have double-digit carry games. So... That's where the true test is going to be, and obviously we won't know if he passes a test until they actually get in that position. But you don't th- you don't think he'll actually get twenty five carries a game? He won't get he won't get twenty carries a game, would he? Uh, if if, well, if the, everything I mean, goes right, yeah, I know it's running back guy by committee. And, and how long have we seen? Oh, Lance Dunbar has done this, he's done that. He's been you know we can use him this way, we can use him that way, and the game starts and they don't use him. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, until that happens, I won't believe that Lance Dunbar is going to be a big part of the offense. Well, let me ask you. Yeah, this, and, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you. Lance Dunbar won't be. Will Gavin Escobar? Was, is this his breakout year? You know, he he honestly has, and I hear you. You hear it a lot. This guy looked good in camp. This guy looked good in camp. He, he really has looked very good. He had a one drop in the game, which probably the first drop I've seen. I was at every you know practice out there in Oxnard, and he, he really just looks like I don't want to say a different player. Maybe they're asking him to do a little bit more. But, you know, here, here's the bottom line. The season starts, and Jason Witten doesn't come out of the game. But but can, so, he, can, can he, I understand that, but can he be used with Witten in the lineup and some th- passes to him take the I place think, of run plays that perhaps uh, Murray would have had? Yeah, well, and I think he, I think the big thing is he, he really is a, a red zone weapon. You get that big body, those guys are, those guys are nice to throw to when you get down in that congested area, you know, down at the 10-yard line and on in. Uh, he, he's athletic enough that you can throw a fade to him. He's not just like Whitten. You would never sit there, line him up outside, and throw a fade, right? right. He can do that. Um, so I guess he's better than Jason Whitten. I guess we just figured that one out on our podcast today. Well, I, <laughs> it's not uh, but, uh, uh, just because you're a guest. It's not our podcast. It's Evan and ours wow. podcast. Well, you're a I, guest. I, like, I like to think of us as a team. But then the minute you come on, you know, it's just like uh, hey, Cowboys could sign somebody. This afternoon, all of a sudden, boom! He's a cowboy, right? Yeah, it's, it's like I'm Jer- part of the park cat, okay, podcast. Okay, okay. It's like Jerry Jones, our Cowboys. They're not oh. our Cowboys, Jerry. They're your yeah, Cowboys. Right. Yeah, they're his Cowboys. There's no. I'm not so sure Sherrington is at the doctor. To be quite honest, I don't, I don't know if he wanted to deal with you guys <laughs> today. He is at the doctor. Uh, he's dealing apparently with a, a back wound, uh, some kind of stabbing incident in the back from Barry. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, I hope he's okay. Seriously, no, nah, he's he's fine. It's just it's just a routine checkup. Okay, everything's everything's good, babe. Here's here's what I want to know. All right, I so I tried to I tried to put my evaluation eyes on that game. I, I like I said, I made it through until about five minutes left in the second quarter. What should fans take away from what they saw on Sunday? Is there anything to take away? 
You know, there really isn't. Not not in terms of what our team is going to look like. You know, once upon a time, you know, the starters played well into the second half in in all the games. Right. And but you know, Tony Romo literally played three plays. <laughs> so your offense is going to be totally different once he leaves the game. And I mean, so many guys didn't play Tyron Smith and guys that would play if if the season were you know, we're now, so I, you really don't take anything away. The only thing you're looking for, obviously, is injuries. It's a game of attrition. We saw Jordy Nelson, obviously, in Green Bay get injured, you know, out for the year. That So you just, I, I don't know the value of playing your starters anymore. I mean, I don't need to see Tony Romo and Jason Witten connect on a 10-yard out route, right, to say, okay, they're ready. So it, it, this preseason thing is, it's, I don't know. I don't have the answer. I know the answer isn't going to two preseason games because that means 18 regular season games. And that means just more chance for injury. But it's, it's really just an opportunity to watch some of the young guys. And for them, it is important. It's important for two guys, the young guys and rookies, especially, obviously. Give, give me- uh, and, and then the development of, hey, it's important for Mo Claiborne to me. You know, he's got to develop some confidence. They have to develop confidence in him. It's important for a few of those. Escobar. I think it's good for him, obviously. But outside of those, you know, players like that, and then the rookies, doesn't doesn't do anything for anybody. Which which rookies have have caught your eye? Which who do you think who you've been most surprised about in a positive way? And uh, tell us about the let's let's go through each each uh, each of the top okay. a couple of things. Well, I, obviously, I don't go at the top of the draft because it's supposed to be good. So I can't say, wow, this guy's been a real surprise. Gregory has been. I think better than advertised. Um, obviously, he was a second-round pick, and I don't buy that he's first-round talent. Well, they got a first-rounder in the second round. They took him in the second round, so he's a second-rounder. And they took him late in the second round. So a bunch of teams passed on him and passed on him twice. Um, but he has been impressive to me so far. i tell you, the guy, I, I like these kind of stories, and when you're following a team closely and, and you're out there, much like Evan at spring training or whoever, uh, this David Porter kid from Avila, he comes in, he's signed, he's a wide receiver from TCU, right? He's in Denver's camp, he gets released on a Monday. Cowboys work out three receivers the following Sunday. Works out in the morning, they sign him basically, in the, and he's at the afternoon practice, and he catches three touchdowns in that practice, looks phenomenal, looks like he's been here all camp, then comes out and, and has a that's a good game against the 49ers. Makes a couple of big, tough catches, and, and I, I, I had the opportunity to talk to him. And when you just hear this great kid, seems like a great kid, I said, do you, do you have enough clothes? And he said, no, I don't. I had to call my dad and say, hey, you got to send me some clothes, because he went out to work out. They signed him. He, he brought enough clothes to just basically you know, stay the night. So I love these stories like that that you get from some of these kids, and he's one of them. The other guy, Jeff Swain, I look at him, and I've mentioned this in my Dallas Morning News blogs, as I say that to my colleagues here, Barry and Evan, colleagues, mind you. Um, on our on our podcast. Yes. Jeff Swain, uh, tied in from Texas, who the Cowboys, they traded their sixth-round pick next year to the 49ers, as a matter of fact, to get their seventh-round pick this year. And I'm, I watched him in camp. He caught 10 balls for Texas. We know Texas's offense stunk last year. And I'm looking at this guy going, how can this guy, how can they only get him the ball 10 times last year? And he's been catching ball throughout camp, had four 
real nice catches in the game. So he's been impressive to me. And again, you're getting him in the seventh round. So those are the guys, you know, that kind of jump out. Lucky Whitehead, I think he's gotten a little too much pub for what he's been. You know, that's the one name you kind of keep hearing about for camp. And he's been okay, but, you know, I don't look at him and say, wow, where'd they get this guy? If he didn't have a catchy nickname, and you might know something about that. that, Actually, it's not his nickname. That's his name, right? Right. Lucky. If he didn't have a catchy name, if his name was Ernie... Yeah, Ernie, or whatever. Would there be that much? Uh, would people be as enthralled with him? Uh, that's probably a, a good point. Uh, maybe not. But actually, Lucky is a nickname. I oh, it his, is. Uh, yeah, he's the fourth in his family of some other name. But uh, I think he's like me. He's been lucky all his life. Yeah. Um, Have you ever run into anybody nicknamed Unlucky? I'm just curious. That's good. Well, I mean, where's number May? thirteen? Where's number thirteen? How about that? Right. Yes. Lucky, where's number 13? Um, no, I haven't been. I, I, two things I haven't seen. Uh, a guy named Unlucky and a defensive coordinator who comes in and is new and says, we're going to run a real passive zone. Don't get beat deep defense. What's every defensive coordinator say when they're hired? We're going to be aggressive. We're going to run an <laughs> aggressive defense, and, and, and uh, we're going to hit hard, and yeah, we're, we're going to strip the ball. And we're going to be attacking and aggressive. We're going to be attacking defense. And everybody said, oh, this is awesome. I just want once a, a guy to say, you know, I grew up in Switzerland. I, I'm really a pacifist. I don't believe in aggression, and that's where we're going to play defense. <laughs> could it, 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 it could happen. No, no, it couldn't. It, no, I don't think so. Uh, babe. Um, now, so now, now everyone's heard Evan's pickup line in, in, in the bars. Hey, babe. <laughs> so here we are halfway through preseason. What is your take on this Cowboys team? My take is, I don't want to. I don't. I never want to be the one to tap the brakes on expectations, you know. But somebody asked me, when's the last time any team has been the expectation has been high for a Cowboys team? And I said, well, the year they won eleven and five, won a playoff game. Wade Phillips got a contract extension, and they started out the next year one and seven, <laughs> and we had a new coach. So I, the, the NFL is so strange in terms of unless you're in New England or you've got Peyton Manning as your quarterback, it's just such a year to year proposition that what what happened last year really doesn't mean all that much for this year. The one thing I do see, obviously they should be really good offensively if the quarterback stays healthy. They've got a great receiver, they've got a great tight end, they've got a great offensive line. I think they'll be fine at running back because that, that they're not going to be asked necessarily to carry the team the way DeMarco did last year. Defensively, to quote my man Don Henley, who's coming to the Verizon Theater on October fifteenth, could be heaven or it could be hell. If you look at, if you look at what could be the upside, if Orlando McLean and Hardy screw their heads on straight, right? Right. And Sean Lee stays healthy, and Byron Jones becomes the corner they think he will be when they took him with first round pick. I mean, it could be a, it could be a really good defense. Tyrone Crawford, I, I I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the Pro Bowl at the end of the year. So it could be really, really good. Now, if Orlando McClain, and it's, and it's a big if, if he, if he doesn't keep his head screwed on straight, if Hardy doesn't, if Sean Lee gets injured, if Byron Jones doesn't turn out to be the guy, if he turns out to be Mo Claiborne, totally different deal on defense. And I will say this, last year, defense got a lot of credit for improvement, as they should, but it was the worst defense in the history of the NFL the year before. 
But really, they if you look at it, they only did two things well last year. You stripped the ball. They took the ball away, which is huge, obviously. They took the ball away, and they didn't give up big plays. All right, babe, last, let's go. Let, let me go back to one thing. Quickly, they okay, gave sure. Up 70, 71, they gave up 71 pass plays the previous season of 20-plus yards, last in the NFL. This past year, they were seventh in that same category. And if you start giving up big chunks of yardage in the passing game, you're going to give up points. And so that's where they really improved last year, not giving up the big play. But if you look at all the other stats, 27th in opponents' third-down conversions, 27th in sacks, 28th in red zone defense. All the other numbers weren't very good. But the offense, you know, they had the ball more than any team in the NFL offensively. So they had fewer plays. That's a great thing for for a questionable defense. It's the best way to improve a questionable defense. Yeah, well, they they just play. They they had fewer plays. Right. And they they had to play, be on the field less. But their yards, the average per per play that they gave up was about the same as the year before. All right. I I want to go back to one thing for one second here because – you obviously know something about the, the the backup quarterback situation, and we've had discussions on this podcast about the backup quarterback situation. And given Romo's back, I think it's a legitimate question that needs to be asked. What happens if Tony's out for two or three or, or God forbid, more games? Uh, it does not look like this club has done anything to develop a backup quarterback. It doesn't, to me, look like you know, Brandon Whedon's capable of stepping in and becoming a good game manager. What is your feeling if Tony's out for any kind of extended period of time? No, I would agree with you there. And I would also, with with, with that back injury, it, it can happen at any moment. Right. Where, And it doesn't have to be a big hit. Um, as my back doctor said, you can turn around and grab your toothpaste and hernia your desk. Right. You just grab and go... It doesn't have, he said, you can carry up a couch up the stairs and nothing will happen. You just reach wrong and all of a sudden, boom. So it's not like you can prevent it in your day-to-day life even. Um, and again, I, hey, we saw so many players retired because of back injuries. Haley, Novacek, you know, to an extent. Aikman. Aikman. Um, there are a whole bunch of them. So, I mean, Tony, I so much credit for last season. I really do. Being able to get through that, I, I, I couldn't believe he made it through the season. Now he took a shot every Sunday. He didn't practice Wednesday, but they managed that. It's going to be better for him this year. Obviously, he's been able to strengthen it a little bit. He's had an off season to do it, not coming off of surgery for the first time in two years. Right. But yeah, they're, I, I, but they're not like a lot of other teams that you know. If Peyton Manning goes down, they're in trouble. Right. Although that you you look at Garoppolo and what he did. I watched that game actually on what was it Saturday night. In my hotel room, watch New England. And, you party uh, like a rock star, don't you? Yeah, don't I? Yeah, how about that? I'm out in San Francisco. What am I doing watching preseason football at midnight? But I was, you I was could, insane. You, you could have visited Alcatraz. Like you could have visited yeah. Alcatraz. Oh, you know, I've never been there. Oh, and I need to go. It's it's the greatest. You've got to go. I know. When I go out there, I'm, those are business trips, as you know, Mister Horn. I got a lot of work to do. Yeah, babe. But I will go one day. Babe and I, we go out there. We work hard. We see the ballpark. We see the clubhouse or the locker room. That's exactly room. right. We don't That's see exactly the sights. Right. Barry, you know, he's got pictures on the Golden Gate. He's got Alcatraz. He's got Giardelli chocolate. I've got Lombard, <laughs> Lombard Street, which uh, which I heard on the broadcast. You have never gone up Lombard Street, or you've never gone? No, no I come down it, but not up. Yeah. So, I don't want to walk up that thing. But let so me say it, this quickly, too. I, I, the one, my one 
not one, I guess, my at the top of my list, let's say, of things that I haven't agreed with is they, they've not addressed the quarterback position here really since Troy Aikman was drafted. Tony fell from the quarterback gods, right? you know, free agent. That That's just not going to happen. And you look at look at Green Bay. They had Favre. What did they do? They spent a, spent a first-round pick on Rodgers, right? And and there was, it was seamless. Right. Uh, New England has taken a number of, you know, they've had the best, they've had Brady. And they've taken a number of quarterbacks high. And now Garoppolo, who I watched Saturday, and, and again, I know it's preseason, I think it's 28 to 33 and just looked, he looked like Tom Brady. So they're able to weather that storm, or it appears they will be able to weather that storm. And it's the, the thing I don't get is this is not a revelation. It's the most important position right. in all the sports. If you don't have one, you're not going to win. It's that simple. And I would, I, would, I would allocate resources to that position, and they just haven't done it. Is and I, I'm not sure why. Is Jerry fooling himself because of the Tony Romo experience, because he did fall from the trees and just kind of into their laps, and all of a sudden they've got this this undrafted guy who's who's basically an all-pro? I mean, are they yeah. taking things for granted there? I would say they're taking them for granted because I, I don't think anybody would say, well, we'll just find another Tony Romo. It's like Muggsy Bones played in the NBA at 5'3", right? Right. So do you sit there and say, wow, okay, let's, I want you guys to go find a bunch of 5'3 point guards. <laughs> so... Ooh, that that would be good. That would be good for Grace Horn. Well, there we go. There you go. There we go. And Always back that. What, what can you do for me, Barry Horn? That's that, that, that's it. That that's it. Let me ask you a question. What about uh, Showers as a backup quarterback? As as a special teamers, he's great. No, uh, but do, do you, does yeah, he, I don't he's know. Intriguing, but here, here's the thing: you either keep him as a special teams guy, or you keep him as a quarterback. But I have, I've seen a lot of, well, he can be your third quarterback and he can play special teams. And Well, if he's not better than your other special teams guys, don't keep him for that. And if he's not better than your third quarterback, don't keep him there. I'm not so subjecting words, a guy that I feel like could at some point in time step in as a quarterback to the rigors of special teams. To me, that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, and again, he, he wouldn't be ready to play in an NFL game. Right. So the notion that – now, if you say, hey, we think we can develop him, which – Maybe they can. They think that he, as a quarterback, then you keep him. But I would not keep him saying, "Well, he can do this and this and this." If he doesn't do any of them well, keep the guy that can play special teams better. Keep the guy that's your better third quarterback. And I and I did think Dustin Vaughn took a little bit of a step backward in that game against San Francisco. I would I would call it more like a three step drop. <laughs> Three step backwards. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and then maybe took a sack uh, on the way down. It did not look like a real good performance for him. No, and I, I will say this, um, and I'm not being an apologist here, but San Francisco blitzed. Eric Mangini's a new defensive coordinator, and I, I think they they just looked like they wanted to set a tone that they were going to be that attacking best defense, and but the offensive line and backs just were not ready to handle what San Francisco did to them. And, and in a regular season game, you'd be preparing for that all week. You know, they spent a half a day sure. on it. Uh, so I, I felt a little bit bad for kind of all involved because it can be complicated trying to pick up blitzes if you haven't worked together. And obviously the offensive linemen, they're all thrown in. It's hodgepodge. And, you know, the running back, Hill, got here two days ago. He missed a couple of blocks. So it was all a mess. Since since you brought up the offensive line, let me ask you this. Could you still be playing in the NFL if you had this offensive line in front of you? <laughs> uh, would have played a little better back in the day, but uh, – they are pretty good, and and I, the one thing I liked was 
Tyron Smith said, we don't want to be known as the best. We want to be known as the hardest working. And I think if you have that attitude and you have that talent that they have, you will be you the best. Probably will be the best. Yeah. yeah. But I really did. I, you know, and they're trying to, this notion of the best offensive line in NFL history. I think we need to tap the brakes on that a little bit. Not that they're not good, but I think you got to go, go prove it a couple, three years in before you start talking like that. But Zach Martin, I mean, that guy's a total stud. Total stud at right guard. I mean, he, he, he'll be the best at his position uh, in, in a couple of years. And that, uh, that, Frederick's good, and Tyron's obviously outstanding. That pick was criticized, too, wasn't it, when, when they picked Martin? Yeah, I think he was okay, but it's so funny. I went back before this game because, keep in mind, when they played San Francisco, unfortunately I didn't get this into the broadcast, but I had it at the ready. But they traded with San Francisco. San Francisco got the 18th pick the year they, tra- they got uh, Travis Frederick. So they, Cowboys sent their pick to San Francisco. San Francisco took Eric Reed, the safety from LSU. Cowboys got moved back in the first round and then got San Francisco's third. So they got Travis Frederick in the first, late first, and then they took Terrence Williams in the third with that pick. Two now, pretty good Fran- picks right there. Yeah, and I, I went back and Mike Mayock was saying, oh, I had a third-round grade on Frederick. This is a reach. So that's why I don't pay any credence to the draft. Or, or, let me say this. I don't pay any credence to the people analyzing the draft. All we, right, we, Mike we, Mayock's pretty good, but I, I just don't pay any attention to it. Babe, we, we have to be going here. I, um, before, before, before we well, I don't. Go, I don't. I don't. I've got all day. Oh, but, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have really a job. I just have a, I have a live chat for the morning news. But, but here, I, have, I have a question for you. Will you commit, will you think about every Monday during the season coming on with us and give us the nugget you couldn't get into the game that, that you I, wish I, you had gotten into the broadcast that you do so well with Brad Champ? I'd we, be honored. You'd I'd be, be honored. All right, we'll and take when the, that. And when, when the day comes that I used everything that I have, then I haven't really done my preparation for the game. So, so we, I say, wow, I used everything. So we, we'll, we'll call it the Monday. because we're, we're, we're gonna We'll call you the Monday morning quarterback. Monday morning. There we go. Monday morning nugget quarterback. Babe, thanks so much okay, for before, being with Before us. we right, let so you quickly, go, babe, before yeah, we let go you go, before we sign off here, very quickly, we'll have you on on Mondays during the season, but we need to know this since we may not get you on with our very crowded list of guests over the next couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, give me a Cowboy prediction for this season. You know, I'm never one to predict because I never know. I always say, if you want me to tell you who's going to win, tell me who's playing. And we just, as we sit here today, I have no idea who's going to be playing, even on the Giants game. I don't know who's healthy, who's not. So I'm for putting you down teams, for, so what, 8-8? Eight and eight? Should be a little better than that. But All the right. notion that they went 12-4 and four last year and they improved, so now they'll be 14-2. and two. That's a little bit of a reach. All right, so somewhere between eight and eight and fourteen and two. Yeah, yeah. There we'll, we go. We'll, we'll, we'll we'll see you back in Santa Clara in February. Hey, and if, hey there we go. And if somebody else, uh, you know, gets sick or can't make your show, I'd be happy to do it for you. Yep. Hey, do me a favor. Next time you run into Aikman at Starbucks, tell him what what a pleasure it was for you to be on this, and that he needs to come on soon too. Oh, absolutely, I will tell him too. And I um, I will say this: I saw that Miller Light commercial. Did you see that? Yes. I, did I see it? They played it once. Twi- they, oh, they, 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 well, they was, banged our head over with funny. us. That, that was funny. That was funny. Because you know why it was funny? It was true. It is true, right? <laughs> that let, is his ringtone. Let, let me tell you about the 91, the 92 season. Oh, oh this is the longest out cue in the history of sports. Okay, we'll see you, boys. Babe, I love hey, you. Thanks. Take care. You. Bye. Thank you.